You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. An engineer designing from scratch could hardly concoct a better device to unclog modern roads, cheap, non-polluting, small and so, small and silent, the bicycle. That's right, those winter blues. Just sit up. I know you've got your long-fingered gloves on. You've got your tights on as well. And that low mist is settling down over Melbourne. It's a lovely winter's day here in the middle of our wonderful annual Radiothon here at 3CR, the greatest community radio station in the whole of Melbourne. Just Melbourne? In the whole of the eastern seaboard. <laughs> I'm going to count in the southern hemisphere as well. Look, uh, it's our Radiothon show today, so we're going to give you plenty of advice on how to donate, how to pay, and why you should. I just have a little tip. This station started its life with Gough Whitlam's government, and it's still going strong, which is a great reflection on the need, it's one of, it says a couple of things actually, the need for a community, something to bind the community together and something that lasts longer than just the normal three-year election cycle. Giving the community a voice. A voice a and voice, a diverse voice. A diverse voice um, that, and that is what uh, builds strength in community, having a voice and being yeah. able to share it. And if you've got an anchoring to get away from pale, male and stale, this is the place to come. We've got a bit of a show coming up talking about all things bicycle that are happening around Melbourne at the moment, which are a couple of things that are going on in the middle of winter. But first of all, our little personal touch, that magical bike moment, and I encourage anybody to text in with their bike moment if they want to. Faith, am I reaching out to you? My, my bike moment this morning... I uh, I was riding down Stewart Street in Brunswick and went to cross Ligon Street and as I uh, stopped to allow some traffic across, um, I heard a noise coming up behind me of a an electric bike with a maybe noisy pack rack. an an or an older motor or a cheaper motors you know yep. um, took off to cross Ligon Street when there was a gap in the traffic and this electric bike. Went past me, and it was a uh, I think a Yabba Mondo or possibly a Turn, but maybe the first. Uh, and as it overtook me, on the back behind the adult pedalling was someone, possibly about three, in their little raincoats, all rugged up, and they turned their head turned so smoothly as they went past me with the most beatific smile on their face. It was. Just glorious. A cherub. It was a cherub, I think. A cherub. On the back of a bike. There we go. And it just passed me by. Yeah. 
bringing goodness. I did, but goodness. see her passing by. Yes. It's interesting <laughs> how those things can change your outlook completely. It was a second. good morning, but that was glorious. Two bicycle moments. I've been um, walking the dog alongside one of uh, the Yarra Trail, actually, so being fairly used to having a fair... Eh, not so bad proportion of bicycles we passed here. I'm going to say I don't think it's as bad as a lot of pedestrians make out, but I pro- I'm coming from a different sort of angle. But um, and you get very they're very good actually. You either get a ring of the bell and a lot of people saying just passing on the right. And a lovely moment the other week when somebody came up here behind me and said. Ding, ding, ring-a-ding, ring-a-ding. <laughs> I, I turned around, which is probably fatal. But anyway, it was it was very nice, actually. <laughs> um, talking about interactions this morning, uh, riding uh, into the station this morning. Uh, Melbourne on a winter's day like this, especially as a public holiday, I mean, I don't. Th- I think I got passed by three cars on the way um, up to uh, Smith Street this morning. But just the classic, there's no cars on the road and I'm flying along Hyatt Street and, of course, a pedestrian who doesn't look left or right at the lights assumes there's no traffic. I've got to say, I missed, I missed it by inches. It was, um, it was, look, it was funny. I didn't say anything. I didn't, you know, it's not much point going on about sort of this stuff, but uh, I think the ring-a-ding was... Uh, Really, one over. Yep, yep. Yep. We should start on how to and when or why or to donate to the Arabug Show. Yep, we? yep. We've got a lot of donations. Um, if you haven't been able to make a donation yet, 3CR relies entirely on the support of its listeners to stay on the air. And Making a donation means that 3CR and all the programs uh, on the show, on the station, not just the Yarrabug radio show, will be able to continue broadcasting, continue uh, giving a voice to that part of the community. Uh, and uh, so there's not many opportunities in the media to hear um, cycling voices and a diverse range of cycling voices. So... Uh, that's why you should be making a donation if you can. Yep. You can do that. And the ways to donate. So you can go to the website, which is www.3cr.org.au and donate. Now, when you go there, make sure you nominate the show that you're donating to. Um, And if you're not sure who you want to donate to, Make it 3CR or make it Yarrabug. Make it Yarrabug, um, yep. Or you can just pick up the Odie de Cologne this morning, and that number is 03 if you're out of state, 94198377. That's Fridays. That's 9am to 5pm. Yep. So just a phone call. Or actually, if you haven't been to the Paris end of Smith Street for a while and you're walking past and you want to donate, just pop in. Yep, ring the doorbell. Ring the doorbell. And you can, if you don't have time to make a phone call, you can also make a pledge by texting 04888 So lots of ways to make a donation. Yes, and look, I missed out one. So if you're little, still listening to that lovely valve transistor <laughs> in the kitchen and you've still got a checkbook, 
write out that check yep. and, and put it in the post and send it along to 3CR, and that'll be post box 1277 in Collingwood, Victoria. And there's no donation too small. That's the thing. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, we some people are in a position to make a larger donation, but every little bit counts and it's about the uh, the support and um, everyone making their own contribution, whatever that might be. Um, I'm going to mention one supporter, yep. Dana, who has set up her donation. She makes a donation every month to the Yarrabug radio show. Um, so... As of today, she has donated $100. So that goes towards our Radiothon total. And that's um, really, really generous and very welcome support from Dana, who's a, a you might often see her out on her Brompton. She's a, a great local Melbourne rider um, and uh, very supportive of the uh, cycling community. Look, I'd left out one thing when we were talking about donations. All your donations are tax deductible. That's so true. Yep. we're coming to the end of the year. If you've got 20. a large pile of cash that's burning a hole in your pocket, you know where to go. You, you, you need to uh, <laughs> just bolster your, your refund potential a little bit. You can uh, sling it our way. Yeah, or if you want a bit of value signal, just go on ahead and <laughs> do it. Ah. Uh, um, we better we'll slide into something serious. Um, you know, um, just before we get off that, you know, three CR is not as stagnant. It doesn't stay the same. Plenty of new shows come on all the time, so it's really interesting to go through uh, the list of shows and who's talking to who. Um, it's not a stagnant thing. It's always changing. Three CR. Just like the Melbourne City Council. <laughs> I'm going to build some bike lanes. Now I'm going to pause it. What is going on, Faith? Well, um, I think uh, the the issues we've had in Melbourne this last week, this to me is a really good example of um, how keeping community strong works and uh, having the, the bicycle community as a strong and uh, resilient entity. Uh, we we did hear some stories that the city of Melbourne were pausing their bike lanes. It turned out to be a um, a, a creative use of language. Um, there's there's no bike lanes intended to be built in the Hoddle Grid this year because they're not ready. They haven't finished yeah. the approval process. There's plenty of bike lanes being built in the city of Melbourne outside the Hoddle Grid. Um, but the, the, I think the media's keenness to sell that story really um, galvanised the bike community and we saw them coming together in a way uh, that made it very clear just how well supported the City of Melbourne's program is. Yep. Um, to be honest, it's a modest program. They're spending a quarter of what the City of Sydney are spending each year mm. uh, and they're spending over a larger area, but it is uh, a good program, and uh, we saw a thousand over a thousand submissions to the city of Melbourne for the future Melbourne committee meeting on Tuesday night. We saw maybe four to ten submissions against 
the bike lanes. We saw 100 people turn up to the meeting. Everybody who spoke, nominated to speak, did so in favour of the lanes. That included businesses throughout the city um, and others. And uh, it was a, a great example of a strong community that has a voice and is able to come together. And um, I think exactly one of the reasons why it's we need to support radio stations like 3CR and keep them on the air. Um, the issues in the city of Melbourne, we've often had councillors on here as guests yeah. and uh, the issues in the city of Melbourne get an airing here uh, in a balanced way and uh, without some of the um, misinterpretation that some of the more mainstream media were so keen on this week. Yeah. Uh, it's become a touchstone for them. So, um, But good to see um, so many people showed up at the, actually at the uh, council meeting. People showed up and it made it very clear that playing games with words to try and score points is um, fraught with danger. Yep. It also made it clear that the bike lane program is well supported and, um, yeah, it was uh, a really good example of uh, one of the reasons to donate to 3CR. There we go. And uh, we did get a few donations uh, from people I know who were involved in that campaign. Yep. Um Oh, I saw Nick Dow quoted a couple of times there, which is always good, the bicycle, Melbourne Bicycle Users Group up there. Yep, Melbourne Bicycle User Group. Um, Moreland Bicycle User Group, we also wrote a submission and our secretary, uh, Lisa, um, appeared at the meeting and Lisa has very generously made a donation of $50 to 3CR to help keep us on the air. And we also have an anonymous donation of $100 that's come in. So that's the other thing. If you make a donation, you don't need to uh, – if you want a tax receipt, you're going to have to say who you are, but you don't have to <laughs> <laughs> if you'd rather not. Unless you're SO Mobile and you don't want to pay any tax, you can make, you can make a tax deduction here because that will mean the federal government will give you back $10. <laughs> and another donation? We've got quite a few that have come okay. in. There's Paul Ra Paul from Brunswick has made a donation this morning and also David from Brunswick West. There we go. To, from this morning. Oh, there we <laughs> Practicing go. The That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> we do one more. We've got uh, Hugo. There we go. Has made a donation of a hundred dollars. Woo! So yeah, and we're screaming towards our target was set by three CR, and that's thirteen hundred dollars. So yep. uh, we're well on the way. That's for you, Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I've never a drummer. I couldn't keep up. Anyway, <laughs> so just some of the things that um, donations go towards. Is you know we we don't play a lot of music here on the Yarrabug Radio Show, no. um, but a lot of the programming is music, and thirty five dollars will pay for a new turntable stylus, so you can keep hearing your favourite tunes on if you uh, are listening to one of those shows. Yep, you're an analog person. You should donate. Yep, <laughs> yep, 
And there's also $30 pays for a month's supply of coffee, which is, um, I'd say it was important to us, but it's particularly important to the graveyard shift volunteers. Exactly, and it's an intrinsic part of Smith Street Fitzroy, I would I think, think. And it's an intrinsic coffee. part of cycling. You know, so there's a direct uh, yes, connection between yep. cycling and coffee. So, uh, Well, cycling and drugs just go to hand <laughs> together like hand and glove. <laughs> so if you want to make a donation, you can do that by calling... O three nine four one nine zero one five five, or online with www dot org dot au backslash donate. And I've I've actually given you the wrong number for the donation. If you want to make a donation, you can do it by calling zero three nine four one nine eight three double seven. There we go, and we'll be back after this quick little break. Ooh. No, I've got the uh, – um, you'll have to wait for a sec. Well, uh, we've, while we're waiting, we've had a yep. donation um, come in from Ruby in St Kilda who's donated $20 and she says to keep up the good work. So thank you very much, Ruby. That's very welcome. Thank you, Ruby. 3CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Backrose Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. CR Radiothon 2022. Keep communities strong. We need your financial support to be independent, community controlled, and focus on people rather than profits. Your support during Radiothon keeps the station strong and enables us to give voice to hundreds of people and issues for another year. And remember, any amount you can afford makes a big difference, and all donations over $2 are tax deductible. 3CR Radiothon, show your support during June 2022. 3CR, keep communities strong. And you're back listening to the Arabug radio show here at Radiothon 3CR. <laughs> Faith. Okay. Um, we've got a couple more donations, I should Done. mention. Uh, Jen, who... Uh, <laughs> the timing's getting really sharp. Jen's made a donation of $50. And Jen rides out in the West where... Um, you know, it, it takes a fair bit of resilience and uh, fortitude and persistence. So uh, that's especially um, grateful for that donation from her. <laughs> We've also got another $50 donation from James. I'm just on the official radio. <laughs> that's the I'm, Arctic tundra. <laughs> it is, that's, that's a headwind you'll be heavy on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks very much, James. That's um, a great donation and will help get us closer to our goal. Every little bit counts. 
I was thinking about the idea of community and strong communities and, and what they're able to achieve. Um, and we heard in that last Radiothon sting, uh, they mentioned focusing on people rather than profits. And it reminded me of the Bunnings campaign. And that was a campaign uh, in Moreland that ran over 2021 and earlier this year, waiting for a result, um, where a community coming together and working together was able to um, protect the local area from some, especially from some particularly bad traffic impacts. So... um, And here on the Yarrabug Radio Show, we were able to talk about that campaign at several points along the way and followed up with a show with one of the planning consultants involved who was able to give a really good assessment of the issues in the Victorian planning system that lead to that sort of conflict. Yep. Uh, So that's, I think, um, a really good example of where 3CR has been able to play a role in helping to build and then share the news about uh, a community and uh, what is impacting that community and what people can do about it. And what are the – how do you do it? How do you bring that community together? There's a a lot of lessons to be learned in the last couple of months, actually, if you look at the way the election was run. Once you organise a community around common goals, it seems to be unstoppable in a lot of ways. Well, it obviously gets stopped every now and then. Yeah, but it is it is a you know if you uh, if people have that voice, you can do that organisation. Yeah, and uh, then as a community, work towards um, the goals. Yeah, you share. And look, Faithy, bringing up that that it reminds me of um, oh our interview with um, uh, was it Lisa on the tricycle. Uh, Alice, sorry, our disability access. I mean, that's a sort of group, uh, if anybody's been paying attention, I mean, low floor trams, disability access has been an ongoing issue for a long time. And it's only people like Alice um, and people like the Bunnings thing. Once you discover or once you can get a little bit of a community behind you, and start to make a bit of noise, things can change. Yeah, yeah. It's well. That's the thing. As an individual, you don't have much power. Yeah. The forces uh, of capitalism and uh, other interests are much stronger. But it's it is community that gives you uh, that strength and power to yeah. make change and and share your voice. You know, yeah. you're much louder together. So that's why it's so important that you have a station like 3CR where those smaller voices are given um, a microphone, yes, literally. And you'll hear that if you look through the 3CR program. You'll see shows that are run by and broadcast by people who you don't normally hear about in the mainstream media. No. And look, let's be honest. I don't trust Peter Costello to run a newspaper. (laughs) I don't trust Rupert Murdoch to run a television show or a newspaper. Well, and we've seen some disgusting examples even this weekend of what people think it's okay to do in those uh, um, media companies where it's about profit rather than concern for individuals. Yeah, yeah. There are very few property developers in the world. (laughs) They don't deserve a say. Anyway. (laughs) Um, 
Look, uh, what else is happening at the moment? We've only got a couple of minutes left. Have we have we're going well on the target. We're yep. going very well on our target. There's a couple of more donations I wanted to mention. I want to play this high hat again. Yep. Um, Owen, who has been a great supporter over the years from Phillip Island, he's made another donation of $50. So thank you very much, Owen. I think you were actually the first uh, this year on our GoFundMe page. Um, so a great voice for cycling on Phillip Island yep. and always been very supportive of the program. So thank you, Owen. And Graham, who's been a great supporter of local cycling in Melbourne and a supporter of Moreland Bicycle User Group, has also made a very generous donation of $100. And that's, again, someone who's been a really long-standing member of the Melbourne bicycling community working to improve things for people on bikes and uh, still showing up and making their pledge. That's for you, (laughs) Adrian. Um, it's donated ninety dollars. Awesome! Um, thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Adrian. We must be. Uh, I think we're over the halfway mark for yep. the goal we've been given. Eric and Nigel. Oh, have you mentioned Eric and Nigel? No. Lovely lobster. Twenty dollars <laughs> for Eric and Nigel. <laughs> I have for you too, Eric and Nigel. Nano and Claire. I think that's a fifty-dollar gift. I mean, donation. Thank you very much, Nano and Claire. Here's your hi-hat. And Spike. Spike. Spike has donated $75. Spike, 75 <laughs> Spike's a well-heeled staffy. <laughs> he, he and Raiding his he mother's and Hugo, wallet. Hugo Lightfoot should get on board together then. That's, that's too much from the staffy community and... There is a large, broad staffy community in Melbourne. Yes. Very yep. vocal. Yep, yep. <laughs> they like getting their own way, unfortunately. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> not a lot of negotiation. <laughs> well, there's no, when do you negotiate with a staffy? I can't work it out. Here we go, Spike. That's for you, baby. <laughs> uh, what else should we mention? Um the women's tour has been interesting. You've been watching any of it? No, no. It's been a busy week with... Um, a, a lot of uh, bike community stuff, <laughs> so I, I've, I've had to give that a miss. Yeah. Um, oh, look, it's been interesting. Yeah, it's been interesting. Um, uh, yeah, interesting. Um, I must admit it, uh, it's become a bit of a um, – I don't know whether they're going to do it. They look like trying to do a Netflix for cycling. But anyway, I've, everybody's trying to do the same thing, this, you know – how do we take a obscure sport that expends a lot of hydrocarbons and turn it into a number one go-to thing, <laughs> you know? Seems beyond me, but anyway. Um, one other uh, event that was on recently, and I think is another really good uh, example of community in the cycling world, did you get along to the Handmade Bicycle Show, though? Look, I did not, um, through a number of different reasons, but... Um, I hope it was as good as it was last year. It was awesome. And and Here one thing go. that was quite poignant was there was a stand for you and Gelly, who oh, unfortunately yeah. died very suddenly um, yeah. earlier this year, uh, with two of his bicycles and um, his lanyard hanging there on yeah. the sign. So 
you know, that and right at the centre of the show. So that was a nice um, tribute to Ewan's role as a one of the really driving forces behind that show, someone yep. who's been very passionate about keeping it going yep. and um, making sure it has some longevity. So it was a great show, good to see. And uh, it occurred to me just a, another example of uh, how community works really well yep. um, and uh, is a really effective force in the cycling world. Did you see a bike you wanted to take home? I saw a couple. Oh, only a couple. <laughs> my son saw one. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> my husband picked out one. So, you know, and then we got in the car and drove away $30,000 better. They were <laughs> not buying them. Not but, buying them. you know, not that they weren't worth it, but, yeah. Now, that's... It for you and I. That's it for you and I. Chris will be coming into the studio to go through the next half hour with you. Keep up those donations. Thank you very much for all the donations we've already received. Um, while we have a brief pause, you could jump online and make a donation at 3cr.org.au or by calling 9419-8377. Or write that check out. Write that check out. <laughs> Jump on your bike and bring it down to the radio listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned to hear the rest of your 3CR podcast. 
Good morning and welcome to the other half of Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, Radiothon for 2022. Thank you to Val and Faith for doing the first half hour of a program. And um, I'm Chris and I'm going to do the second half hour of our program. And Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, we're coming to you from 3CR, Naram, Melbourne. And we acknowledge the Yurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. On today's show, as uh, Faith said in the first half hour, and uh, alongside a lot of important uh, Radiothon information, how you can donate, still trying to unpack what happened last uh, Tuesday night at the City of Melbourne with the item of 6.9, the report to do with bicycle infrastructure implementation. What did actually go on? So today I'm going to be talking to Alison, Jeremy, uh, Troy and Saskia about what they thought went on. And Saskia can actually be talking about when she rides on... uh, I just had a brain fade from her... Ah, Chapel Street in Paran uh, from Richmond when she's riding with her mum and dad. So this would be really interesting to hear from someone who's a lot younger. So uh, listen up and uh, also don't forget to donate. CR Radiothon 2022. 3CR, keep community strong. 3CR Radiothon fundraiser, June 2022. To donate, call 03 9419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. 3CR Radiothon 2022, keep community strong. Hello, my name's Alison. You were out the front of Melbourne Town Hall last Tuesday night for item 6.9. So what's your take on what you saw? It was sort of not a huge turnout that actually came to the Town Hall just because um, it was sort of fairly short notice and it was the end of the work day on a cold Tuesday night, but I reckon maybe 50 people were there or something that were all sort of people like me who just thought it was good to sort of show up and say, we're here, we're real, I guess. Lots of people from Bicycle Network, which was good. And, yeah, obviously the people who had actually registered to go into the meeting. In fact, there must be more than 50 because there was 50 actually in the meeting who spoke. So maybe I got there a a bit late or people were sort of drifting in and out and so on. So it was certainly a feeling that at that short notice that people were so upset about something which maybe wasn't really all that significant, but it just seemed to have come out of nowhere, I guess. So that's why it was a bit of a shock, bit of a a flip, I guess, from the city of Melbourne, it seemed to be. Like 
I'd actually read the whole or at least skim read the whole report from the Mm. council before I put in my submission. It was quite long Mm. and I'm going, yeah, that makes sense. That part makes sense. They've got some data about this. They've got some data about that. And then suddenly it comes to the conclusion we should pause the bike lane rollout and I was going, huh? How? I don't get that. Like how does that conclusion come from? what the officer's report actually said. So I certainly don't think that helped with the conclusion that it was sort of like a report about really a progress report on the bike lanes and then it sort of jumped to that to something that there wasn't really any evidence for, at least not what was explained in the report. Where, Like it didn't even sort of say anything in the actual report about how they still needed to plan the next areas for treatment in the Hoddle Street grid and so on. Yeah, so that was odd to me. The media reporting of it was very confusing because as it made quite clear in the meeting, I think it was more the the next item, the so-called pause about bicycle infrastructure applied to, which was the Hoddle grid work and things weren't shovel ready. And I think this is where the media were or mainstream media were being a bit disingenuous, actually extremely disingenuous. And it really was jumped upon by people who, for whatever reason, do not want to see safe infrastructure for people who ride bikes in the city of Melbourne. Yeah, I think so. Like, I think you kind of wondered whether how much of it was deliberate to sort of like to kind of make a point that they were catering to the people who didn't want the bike lanes (laughs) when it wasn't actually changing their program at all as as it now like I guess we've been burnt so many times before oh haven't we what (laughs) putting it so and you know even if something is like just a delay as opposed to we're never going to do it you sort of go well when's it actually happening then because there have to be a number of things aligned including the approval the consultation the funding etc etc all to happen all at once for the infrastructure to actually get built. So even one of those things being delayed or being cancelled just feels like, okay, well, we're back to square one sometimes, I think. So, You know, I don't what your thing about looking at putting in bicycle infrastructure across Melbourne and Yarra and all the rest of it. We've had nothing but obfuscation for a very long time. And when we actually get the bare crumbs, we get a little too ecstatic. And what was... Yeah. <laughs> we do. And can can you talk to a bit about... You, you actually put in a submission to City of Melbourne about this. There was over a 1,000 submissions made. I just put in sort of a short submission with, I guess, my personal experience on the difference for me like as in I guess we're lucky where we live in Cremorne that we've always had the main Yarra Trail that you can pretty much get all the way into the city without even a traffic light or something but then when you actually get into the city it's like totally hostile to riding. I would sometimes ride and just sort of park my bike somewhere near Flinders Street and then walk from there but it wasn't often not really by choice I guess or you know I might do it maybe if I had a bit more time or I was by myself or something but since they've actually put that more of that I guess a bit of a framework like with Exhibition Street and 
Latrobe Street, I think it is, isn't it, mm. that has the protected bike lane east-west. It basically means that you can almost get to wherever you need to go or within a few blocks, and that's just made such a big difference. Like, for example, I have ridden into meetings in the city and the people that I was meeting weren't even surprised that I was on my bike, whereas before it would have been quite a novelty, I guess. Also ridden to go to the shops or to go out to dinner or something like that, whereas normally it was just, and I guess that's also partly because of COVID and stuff, you're sort of a bit less tentative to take the train and you sort of think, well, maybe it's just easier to ride and it's probably a bit safer even sort of thing that yeah, you yeah. avoid public but, transport when you don't really need to be there, like especially when it's sort of peak hour or there's, you know, on a Friday night when, you know, it's going to be packed and that sort of thing. It just seems easier. The other big difference now is that we've actually ridden in as a family. So whereas before, like we ride a lot with our daughter sort of around Richmond and so on quite local and also on the trails and before that we would have never really have chosen to ride into the city with her because it just seemed so hostile with the yeah. Right now it's our radiothon and we need you to pitch in with a few dollars to keep the station going. We can't do it without you. It's easy. Head to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. Your donation really matters. Help keep community strong for another year. Another thing to keep in mind too is people riding for transport and the rest of it is people have to ride for work. There's careers, there's food delivery riders, and that's seen a massive boom since COVID times, people ordering and that sort of thing. And I'm just disappointed things that were said by a particular union about the having safe loading zones and the like. And I think with the City of Melbourne, the consultation is always there. They can always ask. And I just just really disappointed that it was used as a bit of a wedge, especially when said union represents food delivery drivers in some capacity. As you said, yeah. about you as a family being able to ride in, and these are things that haven't been able to happen for decades. I'm just really disappointed how media, Melbourne media, has really, really misrepresented what's actually going on here. It's about access. It's not taking away things. That's right. I mean, a couple of times when we were in lockdowns and stuff, I walked into the city and it was so quiet except for the food delivery riders. So there's yeah. certainly a period when it sort of felt like they were the only people there kind of thing. And I did also find that disappointing. And I guess like when you look at all the information published by the City of Melbourne, they're certainly still willing to sort of tweak some of the pop-up infrastructure that they've built if there is problems with loading zones and that sort of thing. But, yeah, it seemed like maybe people weren't prepared to engage with them constructively. They were just, I don't know, I think maybe some, a lot of people who haven't been into the city that much lately, maybe they were just a little bit shocked by how different it looked and that was sort of something that they could concretely say that's like a difference is that now there's a bike lane there and there didn't used to be, whereas obviously there's lots of other things that have been happening in the last... Again, where communication's got to be kept clear and open, I think. Exactly. There's a lot of talk about 
going back to COVID normal and all that sort of stuff, but not really sure exactly what that is or exactly when it's going to happen. And I think people have to understand there are like some of the changes that have happened to the city can be positive going forward and sort of get it back. It's not going to, it's never going to be back exactly how it was before. Donate to this year's Radiothon. Call 94198377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. And remember, every donation is tax deductible. So donate now and get your tax deductible receipt before the 30th of June. 3CR. Keep community strong. My name is Jeremy. I'm the president of Streets Alive Yarra. Jeremy, your observations on what you think happened last Tuesday, because there's confusion over the officers' report for item 6.9 and the huddle grid works. And I believe people who were actually at the meeting felt pretty confused about they still voted on a pause, but the problem for the pause was the fact that the Brimley works shovel-ready stuff hadn't been done, so that was the pause. And people are still trying to unpack what went on there. You know, we, we have a nice big platter of hot and cold takes about what actually went on. Overall, I thought it was a really good outcome. We saw 11 councillors voting for a continu- continuation of the bill. That means that the budget from the City of Melbourne stays where it is and all of the projects that are ready to go to construction are proceeding. Mm-hmm. Plus, we had 10 out of 11 councillors voting in favour of design starting for Flinders Street. So, for me, that's thumbs up. The only bit I was confused about was why officers chose to use the word deferral in their officer report, which seemed to suggest that there was works that was ready to go, but then were being put on pause or put on hold. Whereas later we found out that that wasn't actually the case the works inside the hot and grid weren't ready for construction. They still needed more time for design and approvals. So I don't think the word deferral was actually a, a fair statement of, of the situation. Mm. And that probably confused a bunch of people, not just me. Well, again, you, we had that really long process last week. Some people there were there in person. A lot of us were watching online. Myself, I made a presentation. I got the feeling that council went ahead with what they wanted to do anyway which was this strange badly worded pause which councillor Rohan Leppard who I interviewed last week has actually unpacked and described what happened I, again I think it's just someone whoever wrote the reports the officers who wrote the reports we've been clever, too clever by half and so was the media interpretation of it but it's a little what, bit odd isn't it? yeah it is it is and what's actually come out of it is we do know that City of Melbourne had over a thousand submissions made in support of continuing the uh, protected curbside bike lanes. There was ten in opposition, but no one made an online or verbal presentation on that because people were making them in person or online. It's odd. Like some elements of the mainstream media survive on advertising, so now they have to engage a little bit in clickbait journalism as opposed to informing their readers with a neutral and objective analysis. So they might choose to jump on the word deferral as a measure of outrage to try and 
get more comments on their articles, just have a look at uh, Facebook and and how the newspapers are dredging up comments from that sort of headlines and, and content. Overall, I think, and the mayor, Sally Cap, may have been trying to play both sides of the argument a little bit. Yeah. But I think the message overall is pretty incontrovertible, as you summarised. A huge turnout, clear community support for a continuation of the budget and the construction, irrespective of whether that occurs inside the huddle grid or just outside the huddle grid. It's full speed ahead, as far as I'm concerned. That's her grounding councils have understood that message as well. Yeah, because we've seen a silencing or chilling effect in Yarra, I'd say, with bicycle infrastructure over the last decade or so. We've actually fought council for their own initiatives. <laughs> it's bizarre. And what I think came out of City of Melbourne's meeting on last Tuesday was it's not just Yarra, there's lots of other councils where this is going on and I think advocates, whether they be organised or individuals, should take heart from it. Indeed, we saw the City of Melbourne acting as a focal point for bicycle user groups from across inner city Melbourne. A lot of them turned up. A lot of them made submissions. We did on behalf of Streets Live Yarra, representing a lot of people in the city of Yarra. And I think the message there is replicable and applicable to, to the surrounding inner city councils, the M9 group that all surround the city of Melbourne. And indeed, sometimes infrastructure change and the politics of public space is the politics of what's achievable at every step in time. Whilst councillors may find it easy to adopt transport strategies that have generic targets in them, when it gets down to specific streets, then when that's when the, the conflicts and the backtracking starts to occur. But now, with each step forward, uh, community groups and councillors take heart from each other. There's a continual ratcheting up of the political will and the investments. Yeah, this is in isolation. People want to ride their bike around Melbourne CBD. We have climate emergency. We have energy allocation emergency of whatever term you want to use that we're facing massive crises and looking at better modes of transport be it public transport bikes electric bikes to and i actually put evs much lower down the hierarchy for this i don't know what your feelings on evs are jeremy but we've got to look at different ways of getting about and how we get freight logistics personal transport it's all it's all a big mix and we're looking at a different way of moving about and giving people more options and cheaper options you're right this isn't just about our big problems such as the climate emergency this is also about individual rights and freedoms such as being able to access properties without being subject to hazards that have the risk of serious injury or death there's a lot of changes that we're going to have to make in the field of integrated transport and land use planning over the next decade to address climate change there's a lot of changes that we're going to have to make to address the obesity epidemic as well as addressing people's sense of individual agency and freedom to move about that affects their personal, mental and physical health. These little little bumps in the way, these little pushbacks that we get about a few protected bike lanes in the CBD, that's going to be small beer when we look back from 2030 of what else we've achieved. We have to keep making these changes and, and don't look back. Three CR keep community strong. Did you know that you can pledge your support to Three CR Radiothon now and pay up later? Call the station during business hours on nine four one nine eight three double seven and tell us what you'd like to donate, and then pay your donation later. Three CR Radiothon twenty twenty two keep community strong. What happened? 
happened uh, last Tuesday night at the City of Melbourne meeting at Town Hall on Swanson Walk. Troy, you yeah. have some observations about uh, and something that you did that was incredibly powerful as well. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, it was an interesting meeting. There was a lot of energy. It would be an understatement to say so. From my personal experience, the work City of Melbourne has done has been really good. From writing about a decade ago to now, even the small changes have had quite a significant positive effect. From getting to the kind of business part of you know the Paris end of the, the city back to City of Yarra, um, you know, before I had to ride the wrong way up um, Little Collins Street and you know ride along the footpath on Exhibition Street, which was very crowded at the time as well. You know, they had bike racks up on the footpath, all that parking. The parking on Exhibition Street, I, I used to think was crazy. You know, you had parking on one side, parking on the other, and then you've got the 90 degree parking in the middle, which is essentially four lanes of parking. And then, you know, there's always never enough room for bike lanes, of course. Now the situation's really good. There's that bike lane on Exhibition Street. I don't use all of it, but for me, it means I can connect, even if it's just from Little Collins Street to Burke Street. That's enough that it just makes my route connected and feel safe. I'm not riding on the footpath bugging people. I'm not out in traffic in an uncomfortable situation. This move to make all the little streets, pedestrian and kind of bike routes is perfect. Although there hasn't been a lot of material changes to the you know, treatment of the street, you know, the paint on the ground and the, the signage is enough that, you know, people have slowed down. You can kind of walk around and ride up the wrong way and all that kind of stuff without it feeling treacherous or, or scary most of the time. And I, I figure a lot of people kind of feel the same because, you know, there was so much energy and excitement on that council meeting that I think as these routes start to link up and become more complete, people are able to ride around the city in a more relaxed and, you know, easy manner, you know, not really having to kind of fight for space in congested traffic lanes and, and so on. You did something incredibly powerful at the meeting with, yeah. You know, there was people kind of, as if people weren't familiar, doing stuff online, submissions, and also in person. And you did something in person. Well, thanks, Chris. As I mentioned, you know, there's a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, a lot of people talking, a lot of talking, as there always is at council meetings. And, you know, it was good. There was a positive energy, but it, it sort of felt like it was becoming a bit frivolous, uh, as it went on, you know, all the councillors are feeling happy, I, I guess, because they're not getting completely chewed out like most council meetings. But at the same time, I don't know, it just it failed to recognise what it really means to people who get in a crash and suffer a serious injury or worse yet, lose their life on the ground. And you're know, having thought back of the recent tragedy of Yukako in City of Melbourne, I just couldn't really resonate at the time. All I really felt was sad. And I, I didn't really know what I should do, but I just felt at the time, in the moment, that I needed to acknowledge that and kind of figured there's other people in the room that feel the same as me. And it seems I was right. So, you know, I didn't want to just add more noise to the council meeting, uh, more words, more hot air. So I asked to spend a minute of silence just remembering not only Yukako, but there's just so many people that have been victims, traffic violence in our system Alberto Pollan was another one that was in the media and high profile. Was it James Cross over in Hawthorne? All, all these kind of things. Yeah, they're just horrible situations. And, and so that's what I did. And also, I think part of it was that 
council, uh, what's, uh, I, I don't really know how to sum this up, but, you know, often in the media, and we still see it, we just see really horrible things. You know, uh, recently there's been this one in Chicago where a woman with her child was killed by a truck. And, you know, they always say things like the person on the bike wobbled or they fell over or, or something like this. And it really is just complete nonsense. On your bike, you can fall over and I guarantee you're not going to die. You know, it's just never a reason for you dying. You die because you got hit by a heavy piece of machinery. And that's really all it comes down to. The reasons for that are that you are too close to that heavy machinery or you're not protected from it. I think it's really important for us to always remember that that's the situation because there is a solution. The solution's not hard. It's hard to understand why there's so much political resistance to finding that solution. We know what we need to do and we just got to do it. Troy speaking about uh, last Tuesday's City of Melbourne meeting and you're indeed listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio and Community Radio 3CR and today is our Radiothon edition. Now next you'll hear Saskia and she's talking about riding on Chapel Street and you might know or you might have picked up or might have mentioned that uh, when I have guests I ask them do they have a favourite song or something that they'd like to have with their interview And Saskia responded with that she's a huge Electric Fields fan and she would like to hear from Little Things, Big Things Grow. From Little Things, Big Things Grow. My name is Saskia. In terms of riding, I think the most safe environment I feel when I'm riding is on the Yarrow track just because there is only bike riders and walkers and no cars and you can't really hear the cars. The things I feel unsafe about is one thing that always stands out to me is when you have to weave in and out of parked cars because when you're riding and there's a car parking area in between you and the footpath you're always on the end of the edge of the bike track not wanting to get doored but when a car wants to pass you you have to swoop into where there's a break in the car park and then you can only join once there's a gap in traffic to get back onto the track which is scary especially if there's more bike riders behind you and you can't see behind you so yeah I think that's a problem that needs to be fixed which has been fixed with these new bike lanes because there is no parking in between and you're going in a straight line which I find really helps you don't notice it but when you're comparing these bike lanes you do notice that you're not swerving you're going in a straight line and there's nothing in the way of you and you don't have to think about cars, do you? You just have to concentrate on riding and getting to where you're going and having a good time. Exactly. It's almost peaceful. <laughs> so how would you think about going into the city with mum and dad? It honestly feels a little bit strange because whenever we go into the city, it's normally by train. But now with 
going by bike, which is definitely a good change, especially with coming out of COVID. It's still a little bit weird going on trains and much safer, I guess, to go on bikes. there you were listening to Saskia talking about how when she's riding around with mum and dad and how she finds the main Yarra Trail and Chapel Street and Melbourne's new bicycle lanes and again I'll just uh, mention that she's a huge Electric Fields fan (laughs) and uh, it's a beautiful beautiful version of that okay uh, that's all I've got time for today for Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio Radiothon go to Give Now and look for Yarra Bugs donation page go to 3cr.org.au and look for the donate and options you have there and up next we'll have black block and hopefully i'll be back next week and uh, please 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 donate keep 3cr on air our podcast should be up later today at 3cr.org forward slash I'll start again 3cr.org.au forward slash yarrabug and uh, enjoy There's a great big hidden shining star in the broadcasting mist and it's at 3CR. The volunteers are a hit, the listeners have got grit and the programs present well above par. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.